You're listening to the Good Christian Podcast. We're not saying that we're always good Christians, but this is always a good podcast for Christians to listen to. I'm your host, Alex Sanfilippo. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Welcome back, everybody. I am extremely excited about this episode because I have my favorite guest. Yes, I have a favorite guest back on the show this month. Her name is Alicia Sanfilippo, and she happens to be my wife. Hello, Alicia. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Um, I want to bring you back because I'm excited to do another relationship episode with you. We've done, this will be our third that we've done on this podcast, Mm -hmm. and they've always gone really well. People respond very well to them. So uh, we were kind of both talking about like, you know, what are we actually going to share? Because we've kind of covered what marriage and the first one was like some just uh, relationship questions from our actual, you know, viewers and listeners and things like that on Daily PS and the Good Christian Podcast. So we were kind of going through how, how do we do something a little bit different? So we decided and we landed on answering the 10 most asked relationship questions from around the web. So we actually went to popular websites and found what seems to be the most popular questions being asked. Some of them had answers. You remember looking at it? Mm-hmm. They were like really lousy answers, a lot Terrible. of them. Terrible. <laughs> uh, you know, we're, we're going to give a, we're actually going to say where we got these from. So some of them are okay, mm-hmm. of course. Some of them are all right. But let's go right ahead and jump into these questions. So the very first question here is, has social media and dating apps ruined dating? Uh, that was from reddit.com. What do you think? I don't think it's completely ruined it, but it's definitely made it more difficult. Um, I think it's just so easy to have someone so readily available on your phone. All you have to do is swipe left or right, whichever way. And, you know, there's someone new on your phone. So I think that's difficult for us to keep up with or someone Mm -hmm. to measure up to all of your standards because you're looking at all these probably fake people on the internet and on these apps. I think it makes it much more difficult. Yeah, I agree because social media in in general is more of – it's going to show you people's highlights, right? And I think we've all said that before. You're not seeing who people truly are. So on social media, you're seeing just the best parts of that person. So they might look amazing there. Truth is, they're probably a wreck, just like you, just like me, yeah. right? <laughs> but it doesn't always look that way. And then also, I think that same thing, social media really shows you what you're not, not what you are. So it always is going to make you feel less than or make mm-hmm. you feel like you should have something different. So I think it's definitely kind of created a false sense of what dating should be and what it actually is. It's it's more, we live in a hookup culture, as I call it. I hope that's okay yeah. to say on this podcast, you know, but that truthfully is what we live in now. And that's what people are more using these apps for. But I I don't think it's completely true because I think that um, Match.com, I think is the one that's supposed to be really good, I believe. And eHarmony mm-hmm. are the two I think that are supposed to be really uh, still like set up for dating and you have to get to know somebody before you just kind of uh, meet up or something like that, right? Yeah, and I've heard of a couple good Christian ones, so there are good ones out there. Yeah. Um, so that was that was one of the top questions here. So we're going to move on to number two here. Okay, this question is from Glamour.com. Why is my boyfriend or husband always playing video games? Wow, that is a good one. <laughs> I like that. Um, video games are fine. I'm going to start off with saying that. Uh, personally, I don't play games really anymore. I had an Xbox before we got married, and without Alicia saying anything, I decided on my own to get rid of it because it was time for me to grow up. I realized it was just time wasting and it wasn't going to help our relationship at all. It wasn't helping me at all. Uh, it was time to get rid of it. But, you know, if it's something you're both into, because we, we have some couple friends that they're, they're, they're gamers. That's yeah. what they're into, too. That's, that's their <laughs> that's way their of... date night. <laughs> yeah, that's their way of having fun together. And that, that's cool. Um, not you and me, but that's cool to be able to see them doing that. So there's nothing wrong with it in general. Um, but if 
a lot of women are asking this question is probably because men are spending way, way too much time on video games. It doesn't really necessarily mean that, again, that games are, are wrong. There's anything wrong with that. But if it means you're putting aside your relationship because you need to play the game or you need to be uh, just spending time on video games to like decompress and things like that, and you're not actually finding joy or happiness in the other person that you're in relationship with, that is a problem. And the fact that this was such a popular question kind of means that people are really imbalanced. So uh, guys, if you're gamers, maybe just tone it back a bit. You know, when, you're, when your wife or girlfriend's around, be willing to spend time with them and turn off the games for a little bit. So I think that's probably the best advice you can give on that question. Number three, how do you build trust in a relationship? This one actually came straight from Google Trends. This is actually, I think out of all these, this is the one that was asked more than any, which I thought was kind of sad, right? For sure. Uh, what do you think about that question? Um, I think open communication is the biggest one, just to always um, be communicating about where you are, like what you're doing, anything like that, how you're feeling, mm-hmm. um, and just being honest. And like, if you're actually dating, like talk about how you're dating and not just like hanging out. I think that helps a lot too. That way no one's just wondering what's going on. Um, and then also like, if you have been like cheated on in the past, like leave that in the past. Don't mm. go into a new relationship thinking that they're cheating on you just because someone else did. Like, so anything bad that's happened to you in a previous relationship, like leave it back there with that last relationship and don't bring it into the next one expecting the same thing out of this new person. I think that's a really good point that I didn't really thought of, but you, you do see that a lot. People kind of assume that their next person is going to do the same thing. So you treat them a certain way because you're expecting them to do a certain yep. action afterwards. And that's dangerous. And that really, you know, that shows a distrust from day one, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, that's really the wrong way to, to be actually in a relationship, period. Yeah, it's a good way to ruin a good relationship. Yeah, it really is. Um, so I, I kind of want to add a little bit more to that. Uh, for me, trust comes with you really kind of, you have to know yourself and you have to have some form of confidence. People that seem the most untrusting are the ones that seem to have like a lack of self-confidence, self-worth themselves. It's almost like you don't trust the person that you are on the inside. And I think that's a super dangerous place for people to be. And when you, when you kind of have that, that issue going on, it's hard for you to trust other people because you, you get uh, either intimidated by them or you feel threatened by them. And that's really dangerous. And for me, that all comes back to my foundation relationship with God. That's where I've gotten, like, that's where I've learned how to truly trust and to trust in who God's made me to be in the relationship that I have with him. So I think that's a huge point is really work on your relationship with God and make sure that you really do trust yourself. Like be willing to understand that like, that I, I can't accomplish what I set out to do. I think that's a huge thing. And you know me, I'm big on like self, uh, you know, encouragement, and motivation, things mm-hmm. like that. So that's really important for me in the area of trust as well. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, so the next question is from GQ.com. How do I get over a relationship or breakup? This is probably one of my favorite ones, actually. And I'm going to say this the nicest way possible. So I'm going to word it, just take time to heal, I think is probably the best way to say it. I see so many people that break up with somebody and they rush right into another relationship. Like yeah. the next day, they're already going on a date. And the truth is, those people are just uncomfortable being alone. Uh, and that, to me, really means that, that you're never going to get over any relationship because you're not even willing to confront yourself and figure out who you actually are as a person. And I think that that's, that's probably the most dangerous place to be. If you go from relationship to relationship, eventually, guess what? One is probably going to work out. But at the end of the day, you're always going to have that inward issue where you don't even really know who you are. Um, 
uh, you know, I didn't really say how to get over a relationship or breakup. So I'll let you kind of add a little bit to that. I just said like the, the root of the problem is like we just rush in from one thing to another without taking that time to heal is really a dangerous place. But what are your thoughts on that question? Well, I was just thinking that the best way to really heal it when you're taking that time is to really like dig into the word of God, like join um, a group at church, like get involved into a community that is supportive and that can help you and just be there for you no matter what's going on and like get to know yourself better. But most importantly, get to know God because no matter what Mm -hmm. you're going through, like God is going to be, you know, your rock. He's going to get you through whatever. And so if you don't have him, nothing is ever going to be quite as good as it could be. Yeah, I actually, um, we're going to be really transparent here, Alicia. You ready? Sure. <laughs> so uh, a couple months into our, our relationship when we were, were dating, we decided to, to take a break for a little bit there. And although, you know, most people might be like, all right, I'm going to go date some other people. That's my chance. Or I'm going to go do this and that. Both of us just really, really connected with God on a deeper level. And um, it was one of the health, healthiest things we ever did in our relationship mm-hmm. at the beginning. I, and I really think so. When we came back, we were much stronger, but it's because we didn't go do what the world says to do, which is go find somebody else real quick or don't, don't spend too much time alone. No, we actually both did that intentionally, spent that time alone, grew a lot in God, really saw a lot, and then came back together You know, a couple of weeks later. I'm yeah. not exactly sure how long it was, something yeah. like that. It felt like a longer time, but... I think it was two weeks. I remember it was a rough two weeks, but it was definitely worth it for me. I got a lot out of it. I just literally spent all my time at church or reading the Bible alone. It was awesome. For sure. So next question here, number five, what does a healthy relationship look like? And this is from muscleandfitness.com. I mean, I think every relationship definitely looks different. Um, Everyone's different. So the way that you are with them is just going to be different from any other relationship. There's no real formula. Um, but I do think healthy relationships are definitely based on trust, mm-hmm. um, which we've already talked about that a little bit. And um, you're definitely going to bring out the best in each other, not the worst. You're going to lift each other up. You're going to bring each other closer to God. You're going to help each other succeed in whatever you're working on and not bring each other down. Yeah. Um, like, of course, you might have disagreements and arguments here and there. But for the majority of the time, you're going to be better for each other and you're going to make each other better. Yeah, you, you kind of mentioned something and you're going to have those uh, conflicts throughout your relationship, right? Um, conflict resolution is, is a huge point of what a healthy relationship looks like. We all know those couples and you've seen them. Some of them fight in public. You know, you'll be out with them. They'll oh, get like an so argument. awkward. It is so awkward. It's the <laughs> weirdest thing. And uh, it's like, man, is that, is that how you deal with, with any sort of trouble in the relationship, right? <laughs> um, I think a really healthy relationship is one that when there is a problem and there should be problems and there will be problems. If not, there's something wrong. But when you do have those issues, it's the ones that are able to, to really resolve it in a loving and peaceful way. And I think that's one thing that's always been a, um, something that stood out in our relationship among our friends when people see that in us. Because, yeah, we have disagreements. You and I are very different people. Very. Yes, very. <laughs> we don't look the same. You know, we're not the same at all. And, um, but we're able to really to argue well when we need to. And we're able to come to a resolution. Because at the end of the day, we always have the same focus, which is it's got to be good for both of us. Mm-hmm. And we're always focused on the other person and we're focused on finding the solution to the problem, not winning. Right. And I think that's yeah. a huge deal. Um, so just think about like a healthy relationship. I think to me, conflict resolution is one of the biggest points, but you know, we already did talk about trust and that, that is huge as well. And, um, just like you said, bringing out the best in the other person is such a huge deal. Um, your relationship is not supposed to highlight you, right? It's supposed to be able to highlight the other person in the couple. And that's a huge, just a huge thing to really be focused on and and to remember. All right. Number six from askmen.com. What does it mean when a man says he has no expectations? 
love this question. He's lying. If he says he has no <laughs> expectations, he's not telling you the truth. Uh, or he just doesn't care at all. Um, and here's the deal. The worst marriage advice you could ever get is to go into your relationship with no expectations because that makes no sense at all. I'm going to go ahead and use the example of a car. So if you go to buy a new car and you have no expectations for this car, right? You just, you're like, I'm not going to make expectations. I'm just going to get a nice car. So you, and then it doesn't turn on. You're going to be furious, right? If you just paid for that car, right? Wouldn't you, Lisa? Absolutely. Yeah, you'd be very mad. And, but if you said you had no expectations, then you shouldn't have expected it to drive, right? Yeah. All right, so here's the deal. In a relationship, when someone says they don't have any expectations, they really are, again, either lying or they don't care because you need to have some healthy expectations. So again, sorry if you're a marriage counselor out there and we have a few of them that actually listen to this. If you're telling people that, that's terrible advice. You need to find out the way to say it. So, <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> um, but the truth is you have to set healthy expectations. So uh, when someone says they don't have any, it might be nice and cute to say, but what, to me that would be a cause for worry. Uh, I would be concerned about that because I hope that you expect me to be a good man, to provide, to do my, my part in this relationship. Those are all things that you need to expect of me. It's part of Absolutely. caring about the relationship. Yeah. I know I was a little harsh, hateful there even, but I'm going to let you kind of take over on that question. Anything else to add on that? I mean, I, th I think you pretty much covered it. Okay, cool. Great. So what's next? Number seven, right? Yep. Why are so many women so quick to call a guy boring? From psychologytoday.com. This is a good one. I think um, one of the biggest parts of this is that guys aren't always like stepping up to be the man, to take the lead, to really pursue the woman, to ask her out on a real date, to make sure that um, the woman knows that they actually are dating. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't just blame that on the guys, um, but I also blame it on women sometimes because they can be a little overbearing. They can be pursuing the guy too hard um, and not actually giving them the chance to be the man and the leader in the relationship. Um, but I definitely think that's one of the bigger parts of that question. Yeah, uh, no, I agree that that, that is important. Um, I have a couple thoughts in here. So I'm gonna share my first one, which is guys, make sure that you aren't boring. You know, if you're trying to get out and start dating, don't be a full-time video game player or someone who just sits around and watches sports all day. We already talked about the video game thing, right? Yep. So, but if like, really if guys check yourself, like, are you actually boring? Like, do you actually like to go do anything <laughs> fun? You know, I mean, I, I think of me before we were dating, I played video games a lot, like going back to that. And that's, I wasn't really into sports. I just like to play video games. I was a boring guy, you know, <laughs> like, so you really got to check and make sure, like go find some hobbies, be willing to get out, be willing to take a girl on a nice date, uh, find some fun things to do. So I think that's a really important one. Mm -hmm. um, another one though is kind of like expectations and kind of the thing that media has set for us. And I know you have some, some thoughts on that as well. Yeah, I think the worst thing media has done for us is the reality dating shows, whether it's The Bachelor or The Bachelorette or whatever the other shows are called. Um, I just remember watching one of them. I got like three episodes in and I realized I needed to stop watching it because I had all these expectations of how Alex should be whisking me away on these tropical vacations like nice. on a random Tuesday. Sounds it would great. be nice. <laughs> but I realized, you know, I was putting all these expectations on Alex that just aren't real. Like no one does that in real life. It's all just on TV. And most of those relationships don't even work out after the lights and the cameras stop rolling. So we just have to have like real expectations on what real men are like in real relationships and not ones on TV. Yeah. I mean, movies have done the same thing. I mean, you go back and watch any like romantic comedy, especially like in the early 2000s, it was like every date was like the nicest restaurant you can imagine yeah. <laughs> like they didn't seem to have jobs or anything else to care about so i think the big point here is for men and for women make sure that you're living in reality not in some uh fantasy land make sure you're being realistic about what is actually 
going to be fun and not boring and that it actually fits again reality. So that's a really important point there. Yeah. Um, so number eight is from Cora.com and it is, is my boyfriend overreacting to my friendship with another guy? Hmm. Possibly. <laughs> uh, so this kind of goes back to, to trust. Um, and I know that we've, we've kind of mentioned that a couple times here. Uh, you really have to be careful with this one. Um, some people really feel very strong about this, including our current vice president. Like he won't be, he won't ever be alone with a woman at all right. for any reason other than his wife. And I think that's honorable. Uh, and a lot of people say that really isn't always possible because there's business relationships that mm-hmm. are male and female and you kind of have to be able to keep business moving, right? Uh, but as far as like friendship is concerned, I think it has to be, it just has to be healthy. Like there has to be like a reason for it. Uh, it can't just be, you know, I'm, I can't be going out looking for girls to be friends with, right? right? Now, if I grew up with somebody that was like my neighbor my whole life, which I don't have any real experience like that, but let's just say I did, it would make sense, but we'd have to have some very healthy boundaries to make sure that it's known that we are only friends and that that's it. Um, you probably have more insight on this than I do, though. What do, what do you think? Well, I just think that you and the person that you're dating are married to, like you have to have boundaries set for each other, and it's something that you both have to agree on. It can't just be one way or the other. Like no one can be more controlling or anything like that. You both have to completely agree on it. And, you know, people can take it like too far, um, according to some people, but it's really, it just doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. It's what you and your wife or husband or boyfriend or girlfriend think. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's just your relationship and no one else's opinion matters. Yeah. And open communication again is really important with that mm-hmm. because, you know, like example, I have some, some colleagues I work with that are female. But I'll always tell you when I'm actually going to like, hey, I have a lunch thing with so-and-so. And And then I'll call you afterwards or text you afterwards. Just, again, it's it's open communication. It's such an important Mm -hmm. thing. And if ever something comes up, and you know this, we've talked about this, if ever you're not comfortable with a certain individual, you just don't feel like they have good intentions, whatever it may be, not saying that they, you know, they're actually that way. I'm quick to say, okay, that's not happening. I'll bring a third party. And that's just really important that you can't get frustrated that person and be like, oh, my gosh, this person's my friend, though. You yeah, know, you, have, you just to have to be, be sensitive to the other person. Exactly. That's so important to, to just have in the relationship. Um, moving right along. You ready? Yeah. Doing good? Yeah. We've got two <laughs> questions left. Number nine, how many dates does it take to know if there's real potential? This one's from eHarmony.com. So I have an answer for this one. I want to share it real quick. Let's hear it. I believe it takes the same number of licks as it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop. Oh. <laughs> right? That took a minute. You're like, what does that mean? Yeah. No, but the, there's just no right answer, right? I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, there is no right answer. I think it just depends on you and the other person, how long you've known each other. Um, like if you've just met and you're going on a first date, you know, it might take a couple dates. It might mm-hmm. take 10 dates. Who knows? But it just all depends on each person and how long you've known them. Yeah, I think also it's important to get that person around your friends as well. I oh, think yeah. that's like one of the, I think you really have to do that to know if they're if they're weird or if they're crazy, right? Yeah, like what, how do they actually act on that? Like you, that's a big, big deal of knowing if there's actually real potential. But I'm gonna, I've already been transparent a couple times on here, right? So mm-hmm. I'm gonna do it again. So Alicia and I, we went on our first date and I knew that there was potential. Now I have to give a little backstory on that. We'd been friends for almost three years before that point. We were close as well. We were good friends for quite some time before mm-hmm. we even considered dating. So the reason I took her on a date is because I knew there was potential and I got the, the opportunity to really get to know her closely. So, you know, I don't know what that means for you necessarily, but sometimes it's good to get to know someone on a personal and friendship level before you really even do the whole dating thing. So yeah. I think that's a great way. It worked good for me. We're happily married. Yeah, so here we are. It's, it's been good. Um, but what else would you say on this? Like what, else, what other like indicators are there to know if there's potential? 
Um, I think another good thing would be to hang out with that person with their family because if you can oh, well. see how they treat your family, um, that's how they really truly treat people. And mm-hmm. I think that's always good to find out ahead of time. That's that's a good tip right there. That's important. Yeah, what <laughs> is their life with their family like? That's really, really good. Um, so let's go ahead and jump into the last question here. You ready? Number yep. 10. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, this one is from Forbes.com. How can I tell if he or she is the one? Wow, Forbes with the big question, right? <laughs> Forbes would be the one to do it, of course. Um, so this this one's got another answer that's like a tough one, right? Like I already gave an answer earlier that was kind of like harsh about the expectation thing, but here we go again. Um, I don't believe that there really is just the one. Uh, I think we have to be more realistic than that because if there's only one person for you, something that was like designed for you, that would mean that no one ever made a mistake along the way. So that means every relationship you've ever seen had to be perfect in order for you to end up with the right one. Mm-hmm. And that basically what that's saying, I mean, it's really like fantasy. Um, you know what? Actually, okay, if some people, someone doesn't like that, there's like romantic people listening here that don't like that. I didn't make this up. I actually heard this and loved it so much that I took it as my own here. But it's from my pastor, Clay Baird. <laughs> so I'm calling him out. I have a link to him on the show notes so you can kind of talk to him about it if you have any problems there. Oh my but, <laughs> but no, but really, uh, you know, I think we have to be more realistic than that. I do think there's some character traits that might lead to someone being a potential one that would work for you. But mm-hmm. what do you think? Give us a woman's perspective on this one. Yeah, I mean, I think the first time I heard that... Um, it definitely like made me a little bit sad, you know, because you just have like these romantic ideas from fairy tales. And... Again, Clay Baird, not me. Yeah, <laughs> it was Clay, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so it does make you a little sad hearing it for the first time. But if we're going to be realistic, like there's going to be no perfect person for you because there's no perfect person. Hmm. There's not going to be any perfect relationship because, again, there's no perfect people. So you just have to find someone that, you know, has the same faith as you. You have the same vision for your life, things like that. You just want to be similar minded Mm -hmm. um, so that you know that you're going to get along well. Yeah, I think that kind of along with that is no matter what, you're going to be different than the other person, right? Opposites attract is a big big deal. You and I are complete opposites on any sort of personality test you take. We're not the same at all, right? Completely different. Yep, completely different. (laughs) Why do you say it like that? No, No, we are completely different, but um, that wasn't, you know, you don't look for the same person as you. Someone who's like, oh my gosh, we like, and we do all the same things. That's not really what it means to like, be compatible or it to be someone that you could end up with, right? It actually you'd probably take... kill each other. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Could you imagine if we're exactly the same? You'd, be, you'd fight about like what you know, right? <laughs> and, and how to live your life. But uh, no, the truth is like finding somebody that could be like uh, potentially the one for you, as we're going to call it. Uh, it's all going to take really no know, again knowing yourself. I've said that a few times, trusting yourself, knowing yourself, and then just seeing that person complement the life journey that you're on as well. I always like to think of it as two people running in a race. Uh, you don't slow down to meet somebody. You don't speed up to meet somebody. If you're going to talk to somebody during a race, even just for a second, it's the person that's running at the same pace beside you, right? Mm-hmm. I think that that's the person that you're going to, you're supposed to end up with is somebody who's doing that. It shouldn't be someone that makes you do a complete 180 because you want to talk to them. Yeah, I totally agree. You should definitely be, you know, kind of running at the same pace in the same direction. Um, and I do want to say that even though no one is perfect and there may not be a specific perfect person out there for you there definitely is a good person out there for you mm-hmm. and you can find someone who um you know does line up with things that you're looking for as long mm-hmm. as you don't have crazy expectations um but you can definitely find someone that will suit you well and you know just support you and help you out in life absolutely there's a special somebody for everybody right yep that's a good way to say it 
Well, cool. Alicia, this has been super fun. I'm glad to have you back on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, this was our <laughs> third episode together. I can't wait for the fourth. Uh, yeah. It'll be a little bit. We'll space out these relationship ones, right? So, <laughs> but thank you again for being on the podcast episode. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you again for listening to the Good Christian Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and a review. This really helps us to continue to impact and reach more people. I'm looking forward to sharing another episode with you next month. But until then, always remember that the strongest relationships are built on the foundation of trust.